when fall is more of a mindset than an actual season, when your cozy sweater is more of a symbol than an actual style, and when the person looking back at you in the mirror agrees that it's time your summer gets a fall refresh, grab a new Blood Orange Dunkin' Refresher. Blood Orange and cranberry flavors mixed with fall spices. It's the perfect fall refresh because you can never fall too hard. Even if some would debate whether it's quite fall yet. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. B-Pod Studios. It's Boston's most listened to afternoon radio program. Vulgar mm. and Mass. You need a little bit of fat in there for flavor. Presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. 98.5, the Sports Hub. Marcus Jones, the rookie to our right inside the 25. Pat O'Donnell fields the snap, puts the nose of the football down, punts it away from his 17. And the high kick. Sends Jones under it from the 30, runs right to the 40. Marcus across the 45, Ooh. and he is tackled, thrown forward to midfield. 50. The Patriots will have great starting field position in a 24-all tie here in overtime. Oh, man, you could just you feel, look at the sideline, look at the energy. Now, if you're Bill Belichick, you're telling Matt Patricia, let's, let's go here. Let's go. There's nothing more you can ask for. 8-16 in overtime left, 24-all, and you got the ball at midfield, and all you need is three. Damien Harris in the backfield. First and ten for the Pats 49. Harris with a run up the middle. And he carries it forward into the pile. Picked up four plus. A good rush to the 47 of Green Bay. Uh, it's pretty bad that you get a guy jump on a mic here. Overtime said, don't let up Lambo. It was pretty quiet there. This place should be amped up. Zappy hands it off to Harris. Runs it up the middle. Shed a hit in the backfield and oh, got to the line of scrimmage five. before he's brought down with the tackle made there by the Packers. Make it a third and five. Got to throw the forward progress to the 46. Yeah, sitting there last year in Tampa, Mac Jones at the end of that Tampa game and sort of played it safe. Yeah, you got house money here. Let this kid throw it. Stevenson moves That's up right. in front of Zappi. And the Patriots call timeout. I mean, it's a big play right here. This is, you know, the way this thing's been trending for four games, you sort of on the uptick here, you know, offensively, the way you've responded since week one. You get better, you're down bodies. Well, you came to fight here today. Your team has showed balls. Three and a bunch left. Bourne starts in motion against man coverage. Zappi takes a shotgun snap. An extra rusher coming. Okay. He spins out. He rolls to his right. He throws downfield. Knocked down by a diving forward. Bourne, Dangerous Bourne, throw. Bourne was wide open on the right sideline. Oh, man. So the Patriots, Jake, could get anything on that throw. Have to punt. I mean, you couldn't ask for a better setup in that. Midfield, you held him on the first drive. 6-54 in overtime. One timeout. It's coming out of the timeout, too. All right, and that's the driving question where we will begin with Greg Bedard on a big boy Tuesday. Here from our Town Fair Tire Studios in Waltham, Felger Maz brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook. Maz, Greg Bedard, Murray alongside. Hi, everybody. Good you. Hello. Hello. Uh, Greg, did that series expose Matt Patricia? Not that, not that drive in particular. I mean, look, it's Bill's call, but he he should have after they gained some yards on first down. Second down was the play. Bill should have said, "Go for it here. Find find a play, play action, boot action, something that's going to get you ten yards. Like go for it here because you don't want to get into third and long, and now 
You have a rookie quarterback, third string guy. Packers are bringing pressure, show some sort of creative coverage, something like that. Second down was the play to go for the game, and they didn't do that. And I thought that was the fail. Once I got the third down, and then they, I had no problem with the punt at that point. But I thought second down is when they needed to go for it. So uh, you wrote in your email chain this morning, uh, responding to the commentary that said it was a, a master class in coaching on Sunday in Green Bay or a masterpiece from Belichick and or Patricia, you wrote that you think having Zappi forced Patricia to call very simple plays, power, outside zone, play action, it wasn't him being a genius. It saved him from himself. How's that for a line, Maz? Having yep. Zappi in there saved Patricia from himself. Explain. I just think that it, it completely narrowed down the playbook, the play sheet for Matt Patricia. It went very simple, um, probably where this team should have been a large part of this year, which is let's focus on the run game, you know, our power run game mostly. Uh, if, you know, if some of the outside zone stuff hits, which, you know, it wasn't terrible in this game. I had them for 10 outside zone rushes. They, I think they averaged 3.9 on all other runs. They averaged 6.9 yards per, per rush. Uh, but I, I just think it narrowed down the playbook and exactly what Patricia could call. And so it sort of constrained him and, and, and just basically was like, you know, they scored on the two scoring drives, you know, which was great. They made an adjustment at halftime. I assume that was Bill sort of being like, all right, this is what we're going to do. You know, because they lost Hoyer on the, after the second drive. And at that point, you're just trying to – you're scrambling. But then you get to halftime, you say, okay, here's what's working. Let's make an adjustment. They did that. They come out and they go on the two scoring drives to start the second half, which was great. And they caught the Packers, their 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 weak, very weak run defense in a few things. The Packers adjusted after that and shut down the Patriots. But I, I think that, look, those drives were not any stroke of genius. I mean, it was inside run, outside run, inside run, play action, guys open. You know, so look, credit to the Patriots for getting some stuff done. But I, I'm not giving out any participation trophies for what went down on Sunday. Okay, uh, we have Greg Bedard for two hours, as we usually do on a Tuesday, 617-779-0985. After watching the film, what are your other takeaways? Well, I think that, look, I understand if people want to take a 10,000-foot view and say, it's Aaron Rodgers, the Green Bay Packers, they're talked about as a Super Bowl favorite out of the NFC this year, we're down to our third-string quarterback, we took them 70 minutes, and we, we almost won that game, so, you know participation trophies all around. I, I understand that. But you're leaving out a hell of a lot of context. If you've ever watched the Packers over the years, in recent years, I know I have, keeping tabs on a team I used to cover and Aaron Rodgers, a quarterback I used to cover. Sunday was Sunday was the norm for them. That's why I picked the Packers to win, but the Patriots to cover. Because they just came off a big road victory against Tampa Bay, even though they didn't play very well. They're not that good right now. They're not. They're a middling team. Could they be better by the end of the season? Yeah, if, if the young receivers come up. But they're not very good in the passing game. The offensive line has issues. The defense can't stop the run at all. And, the, you know, they don't make very many plays on defense. And so it's not a very good team. And and so the Packers, Rodgers played like complete crap in the first half. I mean, a lot of missed throws, Missed decisions. He admitted. He said he played terrible in the first half. It wasn't the Patriots scheming something it, up. Or it wasn't. No, no, not at all. It's them being limited and Rodgers just not playing well. He goes through the motions. He's done that against the Lions before. 
This is what they do. They do it at home. This is what the Packers are. And I understand if people who are Patriots fans, they don't see them very often. They don't know this. But what you saw on Sunday is a normal game for the Packers where they just play down to the opponent, do what they need to. Do they pull it out at the end? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. And so it wasn't that the game was close, wasn't any sort of master class or anything that the Patriots did. I mean, did they, they didn't turn the ball over that much, ran the ball well, and played, you know, reasonable defense. Okay. Packers aren't running away from anybody right now. You know, so I, I, I didn't think that it was any great sort of game by the Patriots. Is there any real reason for people to feel better about the Patriots over the last call it week or two? Mm, not really. Maybe that. Maybe maybe it's because maybe <laughs> it's that, because. <laughs> I mean, even by like even by my stat, I say, well, I, you know, just no. Let, let's take the question literally. <laughs> that is. Great. I mean, that is wow. That Should is you feel great. better? I mean, we're starting at a two on a scale of ten, right? I mean, a lot of people had, weren't feeling very good about this team. So if if we were feeling at a level of two, can we feel a two and a half, a three? Oh, sure. I mean, you okay, know, if so you want to go up to a five, that's fine. Okay, I mean, well, I, I mean, so we feel yeah. better. Okay. I mean, I don't know where you're coming from, your frame of reference. I mean, oh, this, I'm is, from low, this Patriots team has been, you know, since you know they weren't very. Good. They've gotten better every week. That's what I expect. They get a little bit better. That doesn't mean they're good. They're still one and three. They're in last place in the division. You know, I mean, what are we talking about here? I mean, but, you know, do, okay, they tackle well on defense. They don't give up a ton of huge plays. Uh, they, you know, they're starting to make less mistakes, which Mac Jones, whenever he comes back, is he's going to have to follow through on that. And if they if they control the ball better, I mean, you know, look, I, they're a middling team. You look at all the statistics, advanced statistics, real statistics. They're middle of the road in everything. That's who they are. They're all right. They're in the middle. I don't, if you guys are coming from, they suck in their bottom third. Then that's fine. I don't see them that way. I see them as a middling team, and it all depends on whether they turn the ball over or not. Okay, offensively, Patricia's still an issue. Yes, yes. Give he a- has he has issues with second and long in terms of his his play calls. I thought the the most egregious one was when Zappy got strip sack. It was second and nine. And, you know, and this is a little inside the game, but, you know, when you're when you're a coordinator, you are trying to anticipate what the defense is going to do, and you're going to try to dress it up in a certain way. That, that was a big play in the fourth quarter, 523 left. They go down, kick a field goal, they win the game, basically. They don't have to give the ball up. Second and nine, they run cross tack, uh, cross, uh, excuse me, crack toss motion. Here comes little Jordan Humphrey in short motion. Preston Smith points to him. Hey, I know what's coming. Crack, toss to the outside. Okay? And if they ran that, that's fine. You know, that's been a successful play for them. You think that they're going to run, all right, fake the toss to Harris on that action and then throw back. No. They ran inside zone run action. And the linebackers completely didn't fool, didn't fool, weren't fooled by it. We're right there. Bailey Zappi had nothing get sacked, and that's the end of that drive. You know, there were other times, like earlier in the game, the first drive, they get they drive down in the red zone, okay? Uh, second and nine at the Green Bay 18. As an offensive coordinator, you're supposed to anticipate, all right, what are they going to do here? He called that little short pass to Devontae Parker in the flat against zone coverage. You, you make that call, a little wide receiver sort of screen, 
tunnel screen, whatever you want to call it. You do that when you think they're bringing pressure. It's man to man. Like you're going to, you know, there's going to be a play there. Pick the Packers off. were just seven yards off. The cornerback read it. Bondi Barker's not going down the field. He comes up, he tackles him. Then there was another play on the next drive with Hoyer. I, I think Hoyer was still in the game. And it's second and long again. And Patricia calls a swing pass in the flat where Hunter Henry's supposed to pick the, the linebacker. Patricia's anticipating that they're going to be in man coverage. So you have a pick play. And the Packers are, you know, they bring pressure. They're in zone. They come up, they tackle the ball for another loss. Those are crucial plays. You know, the the sack killed the drive. The, the, the first play I just talked about, uh, the Devontae Parker play that led to uh, that led to a field goal, and then the the next one they're in almost in the field goal range, and they get tackled for a loss. Hoyer gets sacked, gets knocked out of the game. Now they're out of field goal range. So those plays, those are crucial plays at the top of the red zone, top of field goal range, where they're just they're not calling good plays at all. Okay. Offensive issues uh, remain. Going to Greg Bedard, we haven't got to the defensive side of the ball, but we will talk some football and more reaction to the uh, Patriots' loss in Green Bay on Sunday and the quarterback situation going forward. All of it on the board with your calls right after these words. When fall is more of a mindset than an actual season, when your cozy sweater is more of a symbol than an actual style, and when the person looking back at you in the mirror agrees that it's time your summer gets a fall refresh, grab a new Blood Orange Dunkin' Refresher. Blood orange and cranberry flavors mixed with fall spices. It's the perfect fall refresh because you can never fall too hard. Even if some would debate whether it's quite fall yet. America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Terms apply. Felger. I'm media scum. And mass. English is actually pretty good. Felger and mass. This team is a mess. 98.5. Seriously. The sports up. In the number two, Crosby steps to his left. Two strides and waits in the staggered stands. In overtime for the win for Green Bay. The snap and the kick. Airborne to the uprights. And that kick is good. Green Bay wins it on the final play of OT. 27-24. Chip shot. Bottom line. Hey, hey you're one of three. You don't you don't get points for almost, but hey, where you stand at one of three this year as opposed to last year. You feel better about the team the way it's heading. He down some injuries. I thought Zappi came in and showed you a little something. The defense battled as much as they could until Rodgers got going. Uh, it's a tough one. Tough way to lose. Overtime in Lambeau. But gutsy, uh, gutsy effort. Yeah, gutsy effort. And once again, Greg Bedard, the whole uh, moral victory thing. Your thoughts? <laughs> I think the uh, craft should buy a uh, trophy store so they can print up all these participation trophies to hand out down in Foxborough. That's, that's what we're doing early on in the season. By the way, you know, Zoe's saying that in the moment, so, you know, about yeah. how you feel better this year about one and three. I don't know. Just looking back at last year, you lose by one point to the Dolphins in the opener. You, you beat the Jets. The Saints game was awful, um, you know, when you lost at home 28-13. But then Tom Brady and the Bucks came in here, and you went toe to toe. Lost, you know, nineteen seventeen. You know, very similar to last year, where you know you have a chance to go for it. You don't go for it. Bill decides to kick a long field goal in the rain, and then you know Brady goes down. If I if I remember correctly, Brady goes down and wins the game with a drive, or was that just the field goal? Was it? 
I I think Brady then ran out the clock. I can't yeah. remember exactly. Yeah, but I mean, you know, I I felt better after that Bucks game than I do after this one. Me too. I think he's right. I, I again, last I and some of it might have to do with impatience or patience or whatever. Like you know, Mac Jones in his fourth game a year ago. Like okay, so you're literally starting at ground zero, but now, well, I mean, just look at it this way: Do you think they looked better last year in losses to Dallas and Tampa than they did this year in losses to Green Bay? Uh, All things considered, yes. Miami. Who am I missing? No, who was the third loss? Uh, Baltimore. Yes, they looked better last year. I think yeah. it's pretty close. I think it's pretty close. Uh, you know, last year you had Mac Jones uh, healthy-ish anyway on the field, and uh, you would think ascending. This year, you're now looking at the next stretch with backup quarterbacks. So I don't know how you would feel better. But either way, to your phones, as promised, with uh, Greg Bedard in our Tom for Tire Studios. Mike and Nashville, lead us off, Mike. So forget all the rest of it. When you get the ball at the 50 after stopping in overtime, you got to do everything you can to win the game. They were playing safe. I didn't get it. I was screaming at my TV. If they win... It's me and one other guy left in the knockout pool. Okay, I don't care about your knockout pool. You call me about your knockout pool or your fantasy team, I'm going to have to let you go. The thing about that overtime drive there, Greg, is that it felt to me just in real time, it's like they were still managing the quarterback versus going for the win like it was the second quarter. And reading Andrew Callahan today in the Herald, he did, you know, I thought a nice job just sort of looking at that play call and how they were running the ball. And it was very, very similar, very predictable to what they were doing earlier in the game. And it took the Packers all game to finally do something about it, but they finally did something about it on that drive. And it was just, it was just very tight, very predictable. I thought your thoughts. Yeah, I, and and you sent me that what what Andrew wrote, and um, you know, I, I agree largely. He talked about that out the second and five outside zone, weak zone run behind Trent Brown behind the left side, and. You know the only the only thing I quibble with with Andrew about his description on that play, I I he he put it on Trent Brown. I put that on Cole Strange, who uh, by the way had another rough game. This is three rough games in a row. I'm not saying he's bad. Needs to be bad. He's he's in his fourth game as a rookie. You know he has some good moments. He has some really good blocks at times, but he struggled on that play. The Packers adjusted after the first two drives of the second half. The Packers adjusted and shut you down after that. You had three drives, basically a chance to win the game. Three drives, and you went nine plays and I think it's 14 yards or 16 yards. That's all you totaled. Nine plays. You know, and, and you know, that play, what happened was the Packers decided to slant. They, they guessed that the, the, that the Patriots were going to go to outside zone again. And after going inside zone on the first down, they're like, all right, they're going to go inside. So they slanted inside. And if you if you are an outside zone scheme and you've repped it and the guys know what they're doing, the Packers adjustment, you can handle that. So basically, you know, Cole Strange is looking at the guy on his left and he's thinking, all right, I got to get around him. I got to angle him. I got, you know, that's what I got to do. That's my assignment. But the problem is, and I think it was Jerron Reed, uh, or you know Preston Smith, he they jumped inside, and normally if, if you're a zone team, you say, all right, well the next guy has him. So David Andrews picks him up, but the problem is, is that Cole Strange like thought he needed to take that guy. He lost Preston Smith. It just it got screwed up because they're just not a good zone scheme right now. Jerry and Duxbury, go ahead, Jerry. How you doing? I know you guys won't agree with me, but if it was my decision, I would start Zappy 
over the other two quarterbacks. And the reason why is I am just tired of seeing Mac Jones throw an interception or go three and out and then go over and sit on the bench with his head hanging like a puppy dog that just got yelled at. Okay, Jerry, thanks for the call. Should Zappi start over Mac Jones and his attitude part of the reason? Hell no. And I know, you know, this is, I think that was one of Jim Murray's uh, relatives who called in with that call. But um, no, it's not even close. Like, Bailey Zappi is not good. He's small. You know, even the throws that he had, like, you know, one of the play-action throws, it was just kind of like, lob- the guy was wide open. He just lobbed it good. You know, but when he had to make a throw, he couldn't get the ball out there. Like, he's he's not he's not a starting caliber quarterback. Just stop with this nonsense. I know some people probably have these dreams about, oh, this is just like 2001 and Tom Brady. Like, give me a freaking break. Like, just because the Packers can't stop the run and they busted on a couple of play-action pass and one of them was not a bust one of them was by the way can i just point out that uh, i think it was the touchdown uh you know kendrick Bourne was on the field and guess what the packers played extra attention to him down the field which opened up that play because he can actually make plays instead of little jordan humphrey it was little jordan humphrey was out there the packers wouldn't even paid any attention to him but because it's like, oh, crap, 84 born, he can run, he can make plays. I got to keep track of this guy. The play was wide open. And just stop with the Bailey na- Zappy nonsense. I mean, some of his completions were on absurdly easy throws, Mike. Oh, no doubt about it. Like, I could have made those. No doubt about it. Murray, I don't know about, but I could have made them. Bill and Brockton, <laughs> go ahead, Bill. Uh, well, yeah, sure, you could have made them, right? Both of you. <laughs> Anyways, uh, <laughs> no, I, I just feel like, if you look at the scenario of overtime, I feel that they called a pretty good game in the game game time. But in the overtime, it was a complete blunder. You got the position. Uh, they went three and out, and then they kicked the ball. It was time to win. It was time to yep. win, and I felt they were still in game management mode or whatever mode they were in the regular 60 minutes, and they just there had to be a different mindset there. And it's hard to do with a rookie third-string quarterback who's not ready, but do you want to win the game? And uh, I think Bill's lost his nerve the last couple of years when it comes to this. I know yeah. you have young quarterbacks and developing quarterbacks, but you still gotta you still gotta throw them out of the nest if you want to win games. I mean, there's only one way. You know, when your computer crashes and it's safe mode, <laughs> that's what they did. I mean, seriously, Mike safe in, mode. Mike in Dorchester, go. Hey, Mike, I tried calling yesterday. I don't know where you guys got with this subject. I couldn't get through. But this guy, Bill Belichick, has coached against. Dan Marino, Peyton Manning in his prime, Ben Roethlisberger, the Steelers in their prime, all these guys never, ever, ever made an excuse about, uh, like, you know, uh, how, why they lost. Got to play better, got to coach better, got to sell it up. And then yesterday, in this, like, bizarre display, when it took Aaron Rodgers two drives in overtime, and you had the ball at the 50 in overtime to win it with a third-string quarterback, and he comes off the field and does nothing but excuse-making while borderline having to adjust himself and get himself out of breath about how great Aaron Rodgers You pick, You pick six, that guy, in the first quarter to score a touchdown. Go up 10-7. You almost seven points in the first half. In the second half, you took him to overtime. And it took him two drives in overtime to, to get it past you when you could have won it. And now you're, like, sitting there, like, just like, oh, my God, borderline oiling himself up, touching himself to Aaron Rodgers. That was the most bizarre, embarrassing thing I've ever seen Belichick do. Okay, Mike. A lot of people feel that way. It is a topic. We'll continue with it. I've saved the question for Greg in 10 questions, so I'm, we'll just save his answer for that. But a lot of people feel that way, man. Oh, it was embarrassing. Please. 
I'm with the caller. All the years, all the guys he's played, all the guys he's coached, Brady, Manning, Marie, what the caller said. All those guys. He is just licking up one side and down the other. Yep. With but with Rodgers on Sunday, it was unbelievable. Maybe one of the differences is that in the past, those guys, the defense, his defense wasn't being coached by his kid. So maybe that's one difference there. But we'll get Greg's thoughts on that in 10 questions coming up next hour. Coming up next, three up, three down, right after the At Atrius Health, if it matters to our patients, it matters to us. I want to go skiing when I'm 80. Take that trip to Spain. Plan my daughter's wedding. Go see the pops. At Atrius Health, we take time to get to know you and what you care about. Because knowing you well helps us serve you well. We offer primary and specialty care for adults and children in locations around eastern Massachusetts. Find a doctor at atriushealth.org. Atrius Health. Care about you. Felger. And of course he looks good. And Mass. Because Mac Jones is out there with some tight shirt and looks hot. I never said he looked hot. Felger and Mass. He's got like that tapered torso thing. 98.5, the sports up. And now it's time for three. Touchdown, Patriots! Two big throws on this drive by Mac Jones, your quarterback. What a throw on the skinny. I'll take more of this, please. Three down. Put a jacket on him. He don't want to be out here. Sit him down. With Greg Bedard from BostonSportsJournal.com. Three up. I know you're very results-oriented. I get that. Three down. It's a fail all around. Fail, fail, fail. On Belger and Mass on 98.5, the Sports Hub. All right, three up, three down. Three studs, three duds from Greg's film review and Mass's film review from the previous game. Three up, three down is brought to you. By Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. Enjoy the game with a triple distilled, triple cask matured, and triple blended Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. When it's game time, it's Tully time. Please drink responsibly. Number one star for the Patriots, Greg? Trent Brown. I think he's been outstanding since the first game. Uh, you know, they're running behind him. He's powering their, their run game, given really good protection uh, on that side of the line. I think he's been great. Judon. He's a force, man. He is good every week. He was good last year early in the season, too. We'll see if it holds up at the end, but he was good again. Okay, number two. Matthew Judon. He is he, he's the dominating guy up front. Um, you know, pressure on the quarterback does a good job on the run game. I just hope he can keep it up all season. Trent Brown, road grader. Great in the run game. He's a freaking animal in the run game. Third up. Jack Jones, uh, you know, I have some reservations about that. I mean, he had the force fumble. The pick six is the pick six. But he also had some really rough plays. Like I mean, what? including he gave up the touchdown on the end around to, was that Watson? Yep. On the end around? I mean, he's he's a rookie. He just doesn't know yet. But on that play, he's got to have heads up. Oh, there's a guy coming in motion. I might have to jump out. He didn't see that play coming at all. And McCourty was easily picked because of good design. But Jones was supposed to jump out and, and stop that. And, he you know, he missed a bunch of tackles in this game. Um, you know, not not a clean game. But this is what you get with him. He is. He's always been boom or bust, and he was he was booming this game. They needed that that pick six. It was huge. How about Jack Jones? Also, I told you it'd be nice if he could learn how to tackle someone, but that'll come, I presume. Uh, you know, but I, I I love the attitude. He, I mean, he made two big plays in this game. All right, three down. Who are the three duds? Number one dud, Mac Wilson. He, you know, he gave up two twenty yard plays. Had a rough time in coverage. Had a you know after the Ravens game and, and you know the Jamie Collins workout came I said you know if if Jamie Collins is signed it's because of Mac Jones they they just can't do anything Mac with that Wilson posi- Mac Wilson um, 
you know, Raquan McMillan has his injury. He wasn't that good either. Uh, desperate times at inside linebacker for the Patriots. Can I just add quickly, because Mac Wilson is not on my list, he blows. Uh-uh. He Seriously, he, he sucks. He just, he's small. I don't care how fast he is. Like, anyway, my number one was uh, Isaiah Wynn, please. That's a layup in a matter of weeks, if not days, before he loses his job. I was going to say, Greg, Mac Wilson had to be some kind of special suck to be the first dud over Isaiah Wynn. Mm-hmm. Like, what kind of a trick? I go on a per-play basis. <laughs> I mean, seriously, how bad must he have been to be worse than Isaiah Wynn? Who's number two for you? Isaiah Wynn. <laughs> <laughs> one and a half sacks, one and a half knockdown, two penalties in limited time. I mean, it's he, he's got to be done. I mean, I had heard going into this game that they were getting Marcus Cannon ready very quickly as soon as possible to get ready to re- play right tackle. But then what are you going to do? You're going to... Guys making ten million dollars a year. Are you hoping that at, by the midway point somebody says, "All right, for five million dollars a year, I'll take the rest of the year"? But man, that's that's a lot of money going to the bench. Miles Bryant. I'm not sure right now he could cover Bob Sosa on third down. I'm serious. You put so, Randall Cobb is older than freaking dirt. He is as old as it gets. And look, I I, I, I admire the guy's character. I do. But if you can't cover him, you don't belong in the league. Like, that is just, seriously, that's brutal. Third dud there, Greg? Johnny Smith. Uh, He didn't play a ton, but did not block well in this game. You know, he's made no impact in the past game. I mean, you know, what are we doing here? More money wasted. $12.5 million there. Pains me to say this, Devin McCourty. He's slipping. I said this yesterday. McCourty's not the same guy. And I know Andrews made a good play last week, but McCourty's right there. Guy catches a touch. I thought, in some ways, I thought McCourty kind of got embarrassed a little bit on that play. Like, he has his back turned to it, and the guy just plucks it right you know, right behind his head. And in this one, it felt to me like he was late on a couple of plays. I just, he's not the same guy back there anymore. I'm not saying he completely blows, but he's average as average gets. By the way, I find it interesting that the Bills completely shut down Mark Andrews and the Ravens couldn't score. Hmm. And- after the Patriots could not do that. Okay. I found that interesting. Two notes, and they relate to the your first two downs, Greg, being Mac, Wil- Mac Wilson and um, Isaiah Wint. You know, the fact that you now have Marcus Cannon and Jamie Collins on this roster is a bad sign. I mean, for Pete's sake, is Roman Pfeiffer available? Like, how many old guys? Let's bring fact- Dante Hightower back while we're say, at it. I mean, he's more recent. I was trying to be more dramatic with that. Is Monty Beisel still kicking around? It's like... You got to bring these guys back. It's a sad state of your roster that you haven't drafted something more viable than two guys, especially Marcus. Did Marcus Cannon? Where was Marcus Cannon last year? Houston, maybe. Remember they traded him oh, down yeah, there. Yeah, 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 yeah. He Remember had an that? injury or something like. Uh, he's been out like a year and a half. I was going to say he's been out of the game. Yes, and and by the way, were there any linebackers available in this draft? Hmm, I, sure I, I don't know. Hmm. Um, hmm, I don't know, Greg. Who comes to mind, linebacker wise? Uh, well, you know, there's, there was a guy for the Packers, uh, Quay Walker. He there starts. Was, yep, Devin Lloyd, who's been tremendous for the Jaguars. Who a lot of people thought that would be the Patriots pick. Was that the guy from Utah? Yep, um, Nicobe Dean from Georgia. Has done a good job. So, yeah, a few linebackers, they decided not to draft any. Okay. So the the easy second oh, guess they, is they, there they, as well. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Cameron McGrone. So, uh, listen, a uh, name that didn't land on either your list was Bailey Zappi. Please give me a grade or an assessment of his play, please. And I know you touched on who should be the guy going forward, it being Hoyer. But, you know, just grade Zappi on this game. Uh, I, 
I'm looking at my grades. I have them for two plus plays and two minus plays. One was a delay game penalty that they took that I put on the quarterback. But, you know, he was fine. It was not – there was no degree of dif- difficulty in this game. There wasn't a play where you were like, oh, man, you know, that was a great throw or a great play. He was fine. C, solid C. You know, I, I impressed that the kid didn't lose his mind. I mean, he's a gamer and can manage things, but he is definitely in the backup category are you sure they they look at him that way you know you heard these reports he'd gotten a lot of work during the week uh ted johnson talked about this right after the game in the post game that it felt like the cbs crew and tony romo were ready with some stuff on bailey zappy like they were prepped on him in those production meetings like keep an eye out you might see this kid and that internally they got you know they got a higher grade on zappy than you do i mean what do you think of that so on the ted johnson thing i you know, I was listening along. It just sounded to me like one of their research assistants just dove into the media guide and figured out who he was. I did not think that they had a lot of stuff prepared. I do think that I do think that they gave Zappy more snaps than normal. First of all, he hasn't gotten any like since the season started. He wasn't even dressed the week before, so he probably got zero snaps that week. And and also, I do think that there was the Hoyer sort of vomit factor that they were like. In the middle of the game, if he loses his mind again at the end of the first half, like I'm not, I'm not watching the second half of that. So they had to get him ready a little bit. The HVF mess, the Hoyer vomit factor. Yes, yes, it's, it was high in that game. Yeah, it's a scale of one to six. Yes, five point two five, I think, heading into that game. So you get the other guy ready. Trust me, after that game, after that Chiefs game, Bill was pissed. He had to have been pissed. I had Hoyer didn't get a unit. He didn't dress the whole rest of the season. Mm-hmm. I think. And now he's back, but he should be the guy on Sunday if he's ready, right, Greg? Uh yeah, without question. Okay, but I think <clears throat> I, I think it's going to be Zappy. I I don't think I think Hoyer with the Tua concussion. You know, now we're in this era, and he did not look good coming. I saw him leaving the locker room on Sunday night, hood over his head, head down, moving slowly. He did not look good. And Mac Jones, he made a lot of initial progress, but. You know, you could see that, but then you sort of plateau. I, I think it would be – I think he'll try. Mac will try to do anything he can this week. He'll probably be on the practice field, but at the end of the day, I think this is going to be too early. Who's the quarterback they just picked up? Garrett Gilbert? Yeah, he's, yep. he's been around here before. He's been okay. here. So is that any indication that Hoyer's out? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I've no idea, but my short answer is Well, I mean, look, yes. they keep getting quarterbacks killed. <laughs> I mean, Mac Jones, x-ray after game one. Mac Jones knocked out of game three. Hoyer knocked out of game four. Like, they better start putting guys on speed dial because they can't protect them. They're all getting hurt every week. Let's pick it up with your calls right after this in our long commercial-free segment. I'm just sort of painting a picture. Um, be-do, be-do, be-do. Felger. I love the guy. Think they take him in the back room. Um, be-do, be-do, the sports up. Now for the Patriots, first and 15. They've got over 100 yards rushing. And we hit the five-minute mark. Stevenson behind Zappi who turns and play fix. He stands up, he stands in, he throws it to the right, Parker wide open at the 10, to the 5, to the end zone! Bailey Zappi with his first touchdown pass, and the Patriots regain the lead! Great, great touch! Shoot the arrows, kid! I just said it before, Parker hasn't had a look yet today! It's a deep drag, and Zappi puts enough touch on over it to get it over that underneath coverage and it's a great call by Patricia. He's been running, 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 and now we hit him with the deep drag. Wow. We got a game in Lambeau. Good job, kid. Good poise. What poise? Wow. 
You can say that again. I'd be losing Maybe my even mind. put it into different terms. <laughs> you can say what you want about Matt Patricia or the, the way they're calling plays, but you're, you're down to your third quarterback. You know, John o. Smith has now been ruled out, ankle. Um, you're down personnel groupings, and you're mixing and matching your running game. You've got it going. Your linemen are looking to you saying, let's keep it going. You yeah. keep it going with them, and you mix the pass in with it. That was a great, great drive there by Patricia as far as play calling. All right, that was a Bailey Zappi highlight there. Bedard's not impressed, though. How about you guys? Jimmy and Medway, what do you got, Jimmy? Yeah, first off, haven't been tuning in as much recently with both Boston sports teams at the bottom of their divisions, but had to make time today to hear Bedard's clipboard try and compete with Felger's page six of People magazine for airtime. <laughs> it's working out for him so far nice. here. But sticking up uh, with football for now, the whole Belichick-Rogers thing actually makes me sick to my stomach. He might as well have been lubing himself up on the sidelines during overtime while succumbing to that overrated clown. And then he gets up on the podium after the game and all but finishes the job. You're a six-time Super Bowl champion with a third-string quarterback, dude. You've got absolutely nothing to lose in that situation. And if Rodgers is as good as you say he is, then why are you willingly giving him the ball back over and over instead of being aggressive? I just don't understand. Okay, so you, you just you, your thoughts on that. You know, again, so you pair his – and I'll get your thoughts on why Bill is so overflowing with Rodgers in a second. But if you think Rodgers is that dangerous and has all the answers, why were you so – conservative with the way that you handled the ball in your last three possessions, particularly overtime. No, I completely agree. And like, you know, look, the, the, the Packers had f- about 450 total yards in the game, averaged 6.2 yards per play. And Rodgers didn't even play well. Like if Rodgers had a, a, a B game, they're over 550. The game's over. Like, I don't know what Belichick's talking about where, you know, it was just Aaron was making too many play. Like, no, did you think, it was almost the way he called the game. He thought he was going against, like, Matt Flynn or somebody, like some schmo who was just going to give him the game. He was waiting for somebody to give him the game because he didn't want to go win the game. And just because Rodgers didn't give you the game, like, all of a sudden he was just too good. Like, it was just – it's ridiculous. It goes along with his comments about, like, you know, statistically we did this or, you know, we drove into the other team's territory and, like, like come on. Where, where did the bar go around here? I mean, the caller's not wrong, though. I mean, it's inconsistent. The guy's so great, you right. know, eventually we're going to stop him, but you give him the ball in overtime gr- for a second time. Tremendous point. Bob and Quincy, go ahead, Bob. Uh, hey, gentlemen. Uh, subscriber to BFJ, uh, Greg, love it. Um, I guess my, my one, one thing I took away about Zappi that I thought he did pretty well, and correct me if I'm wrong, I thought he sold the play action well. And I think that's like a testament to like the run games gotten better, I think, throughout the four games. But it also frustrated me because we didn't see that earlier mm-hmm. in the season, the Mac. And I'm just I guess I'm curious if you think there's anything to take from that. And I'll just say I'm gonna be frustrated if when Mac comes back, they sort of ditch that part of the playbook. So I'm just curious on your take there. Okay, hundred percent agree. I mean, I've been dying for play action this whole year. I mean, that's been, and when I see it, I'm almost giving a standing ovation in the press box. Like, finally, like, look, it doesn't take a genius to realize that the strength of this team is you have two damn good running backs and the offensive line for the most part. Now that they're settling into their new roles, you know, they're a good run blocking line. They have some issues in in, in pass protection, but your identity should be, and this is what McDaniels had as the identity of the team really last year was, you know, let's be a power running team and run play action off of that. And like, it, but instead, Matt Patricia comes out and, and is trying to make this team 
somebody that they aren't, which is shotgun spread. We're going to take shots down the field. Like, this is who we are. Like Bill said, we need to make more plays. So, God damn it, I, we're going to make plays. I don't care if we're forcing it. And Oh, but by the way, Mac, don't turn the ball over, even though we're having you do things that aren't in your comfort zone. Like, it's still your fault if you screw it up. Like, it's been the whole approach to offense this season is just, it's been driving me nuts. Bill and Brockton, go ahead, Bill. What do you got? Yeah, the guy just stole everything I was saying. I got cut off about a half hour ago. Okay? That's what, after the press conference run on the fifth quarter, the guy played me talking about, uh, Aaron Rodgers for, for, for 10 minutes. Okay, I, I can't. Uh, your thoughts on Bill and Aaron Rodgers, please. Let's just get over with. <laughs> uh, I, I I think a lot of it was just like, you know, Bill has to explain away why they lost the game. So it's easier. It's like, oh, look at the bright flashing lights over here. Let's talk great about Aaron Rodgers, Hall of Fame quarterback. He's unstoppable. That's why we, that's why we lost. No, it really isn't. Like it's because you couldn't stop the running game at all, and when the when you had three drives to win the game, you couldn't even get a first down. That's why you lost the game. It had nothing to do with Aaron Rodgers, and so I think some of it is also tweaking Brady because he is a he's one of the few contemporaries of Brady that you know it could kind of it could kind of diminish Brady's accomplishments a little bit. So I think there's you know there's a few competing uh, theories on that. I mean, you know what? Maybe it's that simple. It's just. Bill's got to find someone other than himself to blame all the time. Or his kid. I'm going to bring that up right. again. Well, you know, it's Steve's defense. And so it's a way to cover for Steve by saying, well, what do you want us to do? We had it covered, but we're playing against this guy who's superhuman. Yeah, Bill or his kin. Right. Okay, so the week before it was Mac Jones's fault. The week before it's someone else's fault. Brady was an a-hole when he was here when they lost. <laughs> like, it's never Bill. It's never, ever Bill. I mean, how about, you know, eight for you? I know you guys talked about it yesterday. Eight for eight in the red zone the last two weeks. When has that ever been acceptable for a Bill Belichick defense? It was always bend but don't break. They get into the red zone. We, we hold them to field goals. If they did that the last two weeks, they win. Yeah. They didn't do it. They lost. That's the bottom line. They're one in three in last place in the division. It's been acceptable since the sun took over the <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Peter and Stoneham. Go ahead, Peter. Hey, good afternoon. So I guess this is for Greg or anyone else, but kind of like a bright spot in Patricia's play calling. In that first drive, they I was watching the film and they run it five times and the Packers are just lining up like six people, seven people in the box. And then finally, they bring up eight people. And then that's when they ran that play action, that 27-yarder, and they all fit to that. And it was just, like, beautiful to see. But then, like, that next play, it's first and 10 at the 19. And he starts calling everything, like, kind of backwards. Like, he runs on first down, throws it in desperation on third down. I feel like on first down in the red zone, like, we should be t- trying to like take shots at the end zone and see what we could do there. Shots at the end zone. Did they have one shot at the end zone the entire game? Not that I remember. I don't think they. I don't think they threw into the end zone. No, they definitely did. No, they, they scored close- two touchdowns and one was you know Devontae Parker caught it at whatever the twenty. Yeah, I was going to say the closest one was Parker. Yeah. No, that was it. Shots. But then again, they weren't that close. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I mean, you know, that's the play that I went over, you know, earlier where, you know, first and 10 at the Green Bay 19, they're stuffed for one yard. And then they come back and he throws this little, this tunnel screen against the defense. Like, you know, they're not going to be aggressive. You're trying to catch them being aggressive. And then all of a sudden you need one block and it's a touchdown. If, if, 
if the the player who tackled it was Rasul Douglas, you know, who's a good player, if Douglas is blocked, that's a touchdown. But the thing is, like, it's second and nine. Green Bay's just going to hang back and play the sticks. And, you know, Matt Patricia is fine as a play caller when they stay ahead of the sticks. You know, you go to the drives in the third quarter, all right? It's, you know, first and ten after a really weird, unnecessary roughness against, you know, Kenny Clark when it really should have been second and 16. So it's first and ten, five-yard run, okay? So it's second and five. And they stay ahead of the chains. The the next drive, same thing. They're ahead of the chains the whole way. Second and five. All right, we get to second and eight. They had the 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 play to Aguilar. Um, you know, I I think that Patricia's good when when he's focused on staying with the running game and just working off of that. But when he starts to get into these, oh well, I'm trying to be a zone team, so we got to do the outside zone. We got to fake the stretch and throw play at, like. No, just stay with what you're good at. Just go back to what you're good at. And I know guys on this team still have a lot of frustration with the direction that the offense has gone in. Okay, we continue with your thoughts. We have 10 questions with Bedard coming next hour as well. Back to you in 90 quick seconds. Murray gets you updated. No commercials. This Sports Hub On Demand content is sponsored by Coors Light. Chill on with game day greats when you grab an ice cold Coors Light and watch the football game this week at Hooters in Dedham, Saugus, Shrewsbury, or West Springfield. Hooters makes you happy this football season. Chill on. 